to do the impossible. This month is going to be, it's a, a month where God is going to cause his church to pivot. We're going to do a lot of pivoting in the month of February. Our country is going to have to pivot in a major way. Amen. I see tears being cried inside of our nation regarding something that will happen or could happen in February. A month where our nation will have to pivot except the people of God pray. Amen. The Lord has called that he's going to call us to pivot. And in the midst of disruption, the Lord says he's going to cause his people to grow. Numerically, you will grow as I bring disruption. A disruption that brings order. A disruption that cleanses the hearts. A disruption that causes and ushers in a new movement of righteousness into our land. Amen. Well, anyway, my heart was so blessed last night as, as um, first of all, Pastor Todd and Ingrid, they messed us up last night. Amen. Amen. They came in there. The thing I love about them is when they minister, you know, they, they do it in a way. It's like they have a machete. And, uh, and, and oh, my God. And I saw myself in there. Praise God. And, um, and yes, Jane, I did. But I, we started our conversation. Um, we started our conversation. It was Friday. Amen. And, but, but it helped us. Amen. How many of you know everybody needs help? Everybody needs help. And so it, it was a blessing. And then um, Pastor McClure, as I was sitting before the Lord, just meditating on what, what he would have me to say, I had already planned what I was going to say. Ended up tearing all of that up. And, um, and so it's just a couple of words from last night. Pastor McClure, Lord, I, I'm asking you for your presence. I'm asking for the Holy Ghost. I'm asking, Lord, that you would allow me to speak in the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. And Father, let the words from my lips represent me being an Aaron and an Ur holding up the arms of Bishop Johnson, Lady Carolyn. And Father, Lord, may we share what's coming out of your heart, out of your thoughts. I thank you, Father, for dropping what's coming from your heart. Lord, may we carry your heart among this people. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, yeah, Pastor McClure said, uh, I can do as much as God say I can. I wrote that down. I can do as much as God say. So that means in some ways that I can say I can do this. But God can say, I can do more than what I said. So I wrote this down. There's some scriptures that go with this. He says, call upon me and I will answer you with great and mighty things that you do not know. He says, call upon me and I will answer you. So that means you have to do something. 
If you want the great and mighty, that means you have to call upon him. And then the yield of that is that he will do mighty things that you do not know. What does that mean? God doing mighty things that you do not know. Praise the Lord. Can somebody define that for me? What does that mean when you think about it? I was trying to, who can put it in uh, uh, other words? Great and mighty things. Yes, yes, sir. Things that you don't expect. Oh. Hmm? Things that are impossible. Supernatural things. Come on, girl, you, you prophesy to yourself. Come on here. Yes, prophesy. Speak to your, oh my God, amen. Because you have to understand this, the scripture, there's a scripture in, in the book of, I think it's Isaiah, that speaks of planting heaven with your mouth. You can plant heaven in your womb by speaking God's word regarding your womb. When you speak his word, you plant heaven. You plant his realm in that area, but you have to speak it. You have to say it. I'll find that scripture somewhere soon. Then he says, now to him who is able through his mighty power at work with us, to accomplish infinity. My God, what does that mean? What does that mean? We read a lot of stuff, but we don't consider what it means. If he says he can do abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, what does that mean? Why would we ask him for stuff that, that, that we can't imagine? <laughs> Why would he give us and say, I'm, I'm going to allow you to ask me of things that I that you cannot imagine I believe the reason he gives that is to show us that he will give us whatever we can imagine we put the limits on God and I believe last night God was trying to tell Metro you need to take the limits off of me and then Pastor McClure said that verse is found in Ephesians 3.20. He said, God works his best in your impossibilities. I want you to write down what you consider. Write down in your notes what you consider to be impossible for you. Right now, just be honest. What you consider to be impossible. Write it down. Then the Lord used them last night to say, your impossibility is God's comfort zone. Man, I sat there and just kind of meditated on that for a while because I think sometimes we think that what we're going to ask God is going to tax him. That you're going to, you're going to drain all the power from God. And what God is saying, okay, whatever you think is impossible, man, that's my, I, I, I love this. That's my happy place. That's what God is saying. That's my happy place when you ask me for the impossible. But it may not be our happy place because we're seeing God through our finite eyes. I have found that some prayers God does not answer. I'm going to tell you, one, there are some prayers that God doesn't answer. 
And the reason he doesn't answer certain prayers is because some prayers demand a larger capacity. And if he gave it to you, it would kill you. You have to have the capacity to carry what he wants to give you. So guess what God does? He allows you to go through things so that he creates the capacity inside of you so that you can do it. So I won't be long. The purpose of this soul, I say one of the purposes of the soul detox and daily sanctification is to increase our capacity to produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. How many of you want the 100 fold? So that means that I have to have the capacity to handle a hundredfold. So I want you to write down, take a moment, I want you to write down three things you believe in God for. Just write it down. Three things, at least three things you believe in God for. In 2022, how many of you would say we need to drink more water? Need to drink more water. Lose more weight when you drink more water. <laughs> Have you written it down? Three things you believe in God for. Or exercising faith towards God. One of the things that we have to do it goes back to Bishop's principle, vision clarity, is whatever you believe in God for, you need to turn it into a goal. When you turn it into a goal, a goal focuses your faith. A goal focuses your faith when you turn it into a goal, rather than say, well, Lord, I'm just believing you for a car. Now you turn it into a goal, it focuses your faith. The first attack of the enemy when you do something like that is to try your faith by knocking you out of the position of faith. The scripture says, but the trying of your faith works patience and maturity in you. So the implications here is that when you and I strike out to believe God for something, our faith sometimes is tried. But the Lord says he will take the negative the enemy is using to perfect patience in us. And when patience has been completed, we are, we, the end, the outcome of the work of patience in us is maturity. That's what the scripture says. I didn't say that. When the enemy comes to test you and prove your faith, that's when God joins himself to you and supernaturally releases the empowerment of his patience, which is the divine power to outlast the devil. That's what patience is. It's the attitude that holds out, that holds on, that outlasts, that perseveres and hangs in there, that refuses to surrender to obstacles to turn down every attitude to quit. God gives that to us 
when we are on the journey of faith. How many of you have felt like giving up because your patience, because of the requirement of patience? I told somebody, I said, you're going to learn patience without God. You're going to learn patience. God is going to teach you patience without your permission. Just because you don't pray for patience, he's going to teach you patience. You can't run from that particular area. Now in James, the second chapter, the 14th verse, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. James said, my dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed, and hungry and you leave them saying goodbye I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat but you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup what good is your faith so so then faith that does not involve action is phony faith that does not demand action is dead necros dead Faith that does not demand a corresponding action is like a corpse. He went on to say, but someone might object and say, one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then, prove to me that you have faith without works and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. You can believe all you want that there is a one true God. That's wonderful. But even the demons believe and know this and tremble with fear before him. And yet they are unchanged. They remain demons. Oh, feeble sons of Adam. Do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony? Wasn't our ancestor Abraham found righteous before God because of his works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Can't you see how his action cooperated with his faith? And by his action, faith found its full expression. So in this way, the scriptures was fulfilled. I believe the Lord wants to move metro into a season of supernatural momentum and it has everything to do with our faith corporately when the bible talks about faith he, he describes faith as a force that is moving forward faith never stays still or remains inactive it is always moving and working to accomplish something James is telling us that if a person truly hold and has and possess faith, that faith will be moving him or her to do something. Because the faith of God has corresponding action. When God gives you faith for something, there will be accompanied with that faith corresponding actions. The way you and I at times have practiced religion is that we have declared that we have faith many times, but there's no action. And some of you say, well, man, I don't have faith. 
Romans 12, 3 says, every man has a measure of faith. Romans eleven seventeen says that the righteous live by faith. Ephesians 2, 8 says that we are saved by faith. Hebrews, the 11th chapter says that that act of faith is essential. You cannot please God without faith. So, I want you, I'm, I'm going to give you some scenarios. Say, for instance, I say I'm going to start attending graduate school in September. Or say, I'm believing God for a $25,000 raise this year. Or say, I'm believing God I will purchase a home in 12 months. Or I'm going to win and disciple one person per month. I want you to consider these scenarios. Because I believe many times what we do is that we, we say this is what I'm believing God for and we make a couple of confessions and that's it. And then we get towards the end of the year and we start wondering where the manifestation. So I want you to walk with me here. So let's look at one. Say, for instance, you say, I'm going to attend graduate school in September. What should be the corresponding actions? Come on, saints. Say it again. Registration, what else? You got to do the application. Preparation, anybody else? You got to choose a school. So if you say, well, I'm believing God, I'm going to be in graduate school. Then, then the corresponding action is not me just sitting in my house interceding. Come here, school. Come, come. I speak to the school. Come, come. Door open, 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 open. The corresponding action then is what? Where do you attend? And then if you don't know what to do, James said in that same chapter, then you ask God for wisdom and he will give it generously to you. And then guess what? You may want to research the college. You may visit the college. And the next thing you have to do is send out applications. Yeah, to, to pull your transcripts. You have to look at financing. But if I say I'm believing God that I'm going to attend graduate school in September and it's August and then I start trying to do stuff and I don't get in, who fell? What, what, what was the error performed in this? Come on, saints. I want, I, Think with me, think with me. I know this is a different kind of preaching this morning, but think with me because some of you are having a hard time with this because you're, dealing, you're having to deal with the religious way you look at faith. I feel your presence, Lord. Or you believe in God for a $25,000 raise. You take the corresponding action and you give. 
great, great. You know how much you believe in God for. But then you don't know what to do in terms of how it's going to happen. I'm not saying that God can't, you know, bring $25,000 into your house or that God can't uh, uh, call somebody to write you a check for $25,000. But more than likely, it's going to come another way. Come on, Saints, you got you to hear me on this. How can you get a raise where you are? What if you if you're going to get a raise where you are, then 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 the corresponding action of faith is then I must train for that position. Come on, saying, come on, come on. And then and then if 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 the position that I want to work in is filled, then it means I may need to look somewhere else. Come on, saints, come on, work with me here. It, it, it may be that God may want you to work some, so because now then you exercise the provision. I don't know what to do, God. And then the Lord says, I want you to fill out an application in four or five other places. And so that means then you got to deal with something because your temperament doesn't want to change. But the Lord is speaking. I want you to go somewhere because I want to get something to you. That corresponding action, that corresponding action. You see how this shutting me down? got to ask yourself how much training is involved then you find out how much training you got to do the train you got to complete the application the Lord is doing this right now because he want us to win 2022 but what if um What if you receive the prophetic word that God is calling you to start a business and that he's going to cause you to have wealth beyond your years and that many people are going to work for you. And so what happens, you, 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 what happens is that you, I've seen this happen because I've done it. You take that word, you write it out, and you pray it. But then God has no way of getting that to you because there has to be corresponding actions. First of all, you got to figure out the business you're going to start. Then you got to come up with a business plan. Then you got to come up, I mean, I mean, you have to do the administrative work. You have to develop the systems. You have to develop the products. You have to, you have to do all that. All of that is part of faith. Well, you know, I don't want to do that. God wants me to do that, but I don't have enough time to do that. One of the things I realized, we do what we want. And we make time for what we want to do. And so what happens so many times, the Lord wants us to elevate. Come on, saints. He wants us to elevate. And he wants to elevate us. But when it comes, the corresponding actions that cuts against the grain of our personality when we have to train with other people, when we have to learn to do something we've never done before. 
Because if you want to go somewhere you've never been, you got to be willing to do something you've never done. But Lord, I'm 40. Lord, I'm 45. Lord, I'm 30. Oh God, oh God. I got all these children. And, and, and Lord is giving this word. I want you to start a business. I, I, I want you to get a jar. I want you to go get a jar and fill it with oil. But Lord, see, what would have happened to that woman when the prophet spoke to her? And, and, he, and he told her, he said, get, go get jars. Go get jars. Go get jars. Go get jars. And fill those jars with oil. What would have happened had she said, I don't have time. When I come home from work, working with all them children, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I can't do that. She would have missed her miracle. She would have missed what God had for her. But when she started pouring out the oil, she gathered all the jars she could gather. She gathered all the jars. And when she poured oil in the one, and then she poured it in the second one, and she poured it in the third, she saw the oil. I, 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 I really believe had she had enough vessels, had she poured oil out for a whole year there would have been all coming out she sat the capacity we are setting the capacity last one just like people tell me well El prophet I'm believing God for a house Come on and agree with me in prayer. I'm going to agree with you in prayer. I'm going to agree with you in prayer. And then, then you come to him and you talk to him the next month. I'm going to be nice. You talk to him next month. Because I'm, I'm, I believe when I pray, I believe God answering prayers. But uh, 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 have you, uh, have you t- taken a look at your credit? Uh, 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 you know, I had some stuff come up last month. I didn't have enough time to do that. No, no, you're playing games. You don't want no house. You don't want no house. You got that fake faith. You got that religious faith. You got that faith. You got that. I got to make sure I say that right. (laughs) But I think you're feeling what I'm talking about here. We're falling into it, man. Because if you really want a house, if you really want a house, guess what you're going to do? You got to, you got to go check your credit. And then, and, then, and then you got to look at your credit. You got to face the music. You got to face what's on the paper. You got to take a look at it. You got to take a look at it. And then once you take a look at it, all of a sudden, now that's when you're going to need faith. <laughs> and then you sit down, you sit down with a finance person. You sit down with a bank. And you begin to count the cost. What's needed? You need to find out the program. Some of you have counted yourself out. You don't even know all the programs that are out there. You don't know all kind of programs out there, but you don't know them because you haven't completed the application. You haven't looked. You haven't looked. You've given up so quickly. You've given up so quickly. You know that you, oh, some, some of you are hearing this. Some of you, well, Crawford, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. How do you know what you have? How do you know what's available to you unless you look for it? God ain't going to do that for you. God is not going to fill out the credit application. God is not going to fill out the application. God is not going to go look for the house. God, God is not going to do that. God is not going to hire a real estate agent. God is not going to do that. Guess who's going to have to do that? If you don't do that, you won't get the house. And then you start crying at the end. Of the, oh, God, he, he didn't come through. You didn't come through. Because you're practicing fake faith.
I never forget it. I never forget it. We were in a house, and I, I think what happened, I got this mentality. I got, Jane, I think what happened, we got comfortable. We were in the house. It was a nice house. Oh, my God. Dream house. Only problem was we didn't own the house. And we were throwing that money away. We could, man, we could pay it. It wasn't no problem. We could pay it. And I never forget it. We get this call, and, and the guy who rented the house to us, he said, I want my house back. No, no, no. He didn't say it like that. But what he, I, the way he said it was that, that, that he, said, he said to us he was having financial trouble and he can't carry the house any longer. Now I kind of start feeling bad because I'm wondering, you know, is the house being paid for? And we're living in it. You know, we're paying the money. Is the house being paid for? Are we going, you know, all that started happening to me. And then when he told us, he said, you all going to, and I said, when do we need to go? He said, as soon as possible. I never forget it. I'm sitting up there, man. And then at the at the same time, my son Dean had fractured his his thigh. We had to deal with him with a broken femur, and we're trying to we're trying to figure. Oh, and and that came to us all at one time. And it was like you know, I'm gonna tell you something. It was disruption of the highest order. Cause man, I, I in my mind, I'm thinking about where we're gonna live. You know, where are we going to live? My wife asked me a thousand questions. And, uh, you know, oh, my God. And y'all know the kind of questions y'all ask, you know. And, uh, and, and she, I mean, she asked me, oh, my God. And I, I, I understood what was going on. And I'm trying to figure And then it got down to, and so we started looking. <laughs> I don't forget. We kept looking at houses, man. I had looked at so many houses on Zillow. Man, I just got crazy, man. I'm just looking at it. I mean, hundreds of houses. We had walked in houses. And, and, and then it was getting down to the Y. It was getting down to the Y. And uh, I was looking at the calendar, you know. They had already set the date for us to be at the house on December the 13th to close the house. <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting up there. We're in the month of November. We didn't have no house. And so guess what? Guess what I'm doing? Yeah, I prayed, but guess what? I had to do some work. Now what would happen had I just said, come on, come on, Jane. Let's, let's pray. Come on, let's just... Just pray, come on, come on, come on, you know. What, what would have happened had we, we just, we just hid in the house for seven days? I'm, I'm going to tell y'all what happened. What, 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 what happened, what happened, God, God wants to work a miracle for you in that area. What happened? This thing got crazy. Jane came up with this idea. And she mentioned it to me, and I kind of just, she said, why don't we buy a house? That had never occurred to me. I'm not trying, I'm, 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 <laughs> so I had, I had, I had to, I had to act like this. I, you know, when she gave that piece of wisdom, you know, I had to act like I didn't hear it. And then, you know, <laughs> but then I went into place and man, okay, yeah, you know, that's something to consider. <laughs> but
But man, it was about three or four weeks before. All I'm saying, God, God wants, there has to be corresponding action. And so what, if, to make a long story short, what happened? Man, it was so beautiful, man. It was so beautiful how God did it. We went to look at one house and, and you know, now the man part of me kicking in. We got to get a house. I got to find a place for us to live. So regardless of what she thinks, we're going to have to get into a house. We got to have a place to live, you know. And so we had walked in this house. Man, I put a contract on the house. And, 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 and when Jane walked in the house, she looked at this house. It had gray carpet. Some of y'all might like gray carpet. And then it had some, some weird covering on the, uh, uh, on the uh, kitchen. And it was a kit, the bedroom was orange. And uh, I said, you know, we could take $5,000 in painting. And I, I'm, I'm sitting up there looking at Jane. She's just looking like this. And, and she was looking like this. But the issue, the issue was this. The issue was this. It was, it was down to the wire. And we went to one house and we looked at this house. And, 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 and we went to this house and then we said, no, we can't. This house is not the house we want. But we like the neighborhood. And the guy said, well, my wife has a house around the corner that she's selling. And so we went to the house around the corner. When she, she walked in the house, she turned around. Jane just, I remember when she looked at, she just stood in the middle and just looked. And I knew at that point that was where we were supposed to live. That was where we were supposed to live. And then God did some things to confirm what we had to do. And the wisdom came for the money so that we could move in. Amen. But the issue is you got to do something. And the Lord is asking us. He's asking all of us this year. We have to do something we've never done before. To have something we've never had before. And that God is saying to Metro is that the impossibility is his comfort zone. And if it's his comfort zone, then it, it, it means then that... that, um, that we, 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 we need to put some weight on God. Amen. I have more to say, but I'm not going to say it. I think it's that. The other thing that messes me up is, what if God says, I want you to win one person to Christ? one a month will we apply faith there what's the corresponding actions for that I have a sneaky suspicion we have not because we ask not some of you don't know how profound it is we have not because we ask not let's stand I want to I ask you, how many of you wrote those five things down? Those three things down that you believe in God for? So what, what now, from listening to this message, what do you need to do? Oh, now, in fact, what I want you to do is to turn around the next row and tell the person what you got to do. If, if you're on this row, turn around. You're just... Turn around and talk to somebody. You need to tell them what you got to do. 
What's the corresponding action? And your, and your bride and your bride come on come here I'm gonna bring y'all to me I wish let me share yours with this couple this group okay everybody yeah shared got about two more minutes thank you Lord thank you Lord for your presence thank you Lord thank you Lord for those of you who are online and you're watching the service and you want to participate in this I believe there are some people there that you can participate with regarding this exercise. And if you would like for someone to agree in prayer with you, let us know regarding this and we will do that because we believe that this is your time of miracles. This is your season that God wants to move greatly on your behalf. We have 30 seconds. I believe the way we can thirty seconds, fifteen seconds, ten seconds, nine. I make sure I say these numbers right. Eight, seven, nine. <laughs> nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, saints. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Now I'm going to ask you this question. What we've just done, we practice from me to we. We've just finished practicing from me to we and the body ministering to itself. How many of you were edified as you shared? How many of you were turned on, man? I mean, it just it did something for you to have that exchange of thought and idea. And I believe we need to do more of this. 
So that was your altar call when you did that. <laughs> and so the next thing we're going to do now, I want to pray for you. And then I'm going to ask you, who's going to win today? Is, is it going to be the Rams? Say it again. And the Bengals, who's going for KC? Who's going for the Bengals? Who's going for the 49ers? Who's going for the Rams? I can't wait. It's going to be it's going to be six hours of just fabulous football watching. Amen. Man, I'm going to get my platter. Come on, saints. Yes, sir. I'm going to get my platter. Amen. That's going to be my Sabbath. Amen. Watching. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Remember, those of you who want to be a blessing, the Lady Carolyn, um, if you could see Sharon in the back. If um, someone said put um, um, Sharon's cash app up, that could help. But if not, you can uh, see Sharon at the end if you want to be a blessing to Lady Carolyn. I want to uh, close this out. It's about 12, and so we want to make sure we're walking out in the building. Grab hands of the persons next to you. Cross the aisle. I'm telling you, my brother, corresponding action and creating your vision board, you and your wife, and finding that agreement with your leader and your peers in prayer. God is going to shift everything for you. He's going to shift everything for you. Father, we have done, I believe, everything you want us to do. Father, we thank you for the laughter together. We thank you, Lord, for the community. We are sharing together with one another, loving one another, being in one another's lives. Lord, we love your body. <laughs> we love the members of your body. And we love you. And we're so thankful for the leaders you've placed over Metro, Bishop Johnson, Lady Carolyn. Bless them while they're away. And Father, let this be a week that we begin to impose upon your comfort zone. That this will be a week we will begin to trailblaze in the area of faith and believing. That this will be a season where we begin to believe you for the increase of your kingdom, the increase of your rule. We thank you, Lord, that many are being added to this church and disciples are multiplying. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that we are people of faith. Father, cover this congregation. Cover us with your presence. Let no evil come near any of us. Protect us from the snare of the prowler. Protect us from harm that comes from man. Protect us from crime that comes from man. Protect us from accidents caused by man. Protect us, Lord, from 
wickedness, Lord, from man. We thank you, Lord, for protecting us from the arrows, the enemy sins, the divide. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for protecting us from the destruction that wasted that noonday. Protect us from weather anomalies, earth anomalies, catastrophes, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your protection over us. Protect us, Lord, from disease and sickness. We thank you, Lord, for building a highway of your angels around each person in this congregation, this family, our bishop, our leaders, Lord. We thank you for this, this, this cacophony, Lord, of, of blessing and protection around the people of God. Lord, we thank you for not allowing. Lord, we thank you for the angels who are present. And we ask you, Father, we ask you, Lord, we ask you, Lord, satisfy us with long life. And may our voices be heard on high. Deliver us from trouble. And Father, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Find 10 people you haven't spoken to. They got, oh, there's a blessing in this. Find 10 people you haven't talked to yet and give them a hug. Amen. Find 10 people you have not spoken to. Amen. And give them a hug.